Looking good, looking blessed. Amen. Looking anointed. Looking all shiny. I hope you I don't hope it ain't just a greasy face. I hope it's the Holy Ghost. Right? I hope it's the glow of God. Awesome. Amen. I know I'm happy to be in the house of God tonight. I'm always happy to see everybody that comes to the house of God. I'm always happy to see everybody that comes here every week. And it's uh, if you're a visitor, you know, we'd, uh, we're, we're uh, happy to have you here today. How many of you guys happy that it's the month of December? Does anybody here like the month of December? Right? Anybody here like Christmas? Anybody here Christmas people? I always tell my wife at the house that, I, that I'm the Grinch. I, no, we're not getting a tree. I'm going to steal the tree and take the star. No. I'm starting to like Christmas. I didn't really wasn't a Christmas person. But amen, we're in the month of December. And tonight I want to minister on, on how are we ending this year. Tonight I want to minister on how are we ending this year. You know, I put here that, that uh, we're in the month of December. You know, the month of December is a really popular month. You know, it's the time that we as believers use to acknowledge the birth of Christ. Amen. It's the month that we acknowledge the birth of Christ and everything really about Christmas really revolves around Jesus. And if even people try not to make it about Jesus, everybody still knows what Christmas is about, right? It doesn't matter of all these little details. If you guys have Facebook, you see everything, you know, Starbucks not putting Merry Christmas on the cups and everybody figuring out how to put Merry Christmas on the cups. Right? Getting all technical with it. So we know that it's December and everything says about December, right? You go outside, you look at the neighbors, you see all the lights, right? You see everybody's Christmas tree through the window. And it's because it's the month of December. It really is. It's the month that we acknowledge the birth of Christ. And in our culture, it's really a holiday, a holiday month. Everything is about Christmas, right? The Christmas specials and it's a festive month, you know, and this time of the year, me, myself, I always take it as a time to ask myself and reflect. I take it as a time to ask myself and reflect on everything, everything that's took in place, everything that's took in place this year. Does anybody else do that in December? Sometimes we don't even do it consciously, right? I'm saying it as something, <coughs> excuse me, something that I do consciously. Every December I do that. I sit there and reflect and I think about the year and I think about everything that's taken place and I, and I look at everything that I've done and I look at everything that I didn't do and I look at everything that I wanted to do, right? Everything that I should have done, <laughs> everything that I could have done. Does anybody ever do that here in, in, the, in, in the month of December? A year reflecting that the year is coming to an end. The 2015 is coming to a closing. And we're about to introduce 2016. And then if we look back at 2014, we look back at 2014. And every year it seems like the years go by quicker. I don't know if it's just me, but it seems that the older you are, the faster that they go. I remember when I was younger, man, a year took forever to go by. I couldn't wait till I was, you know, 16 when I was 15. Now I wish the time would just slow down a little bit. Now I'm in my mid-30s and I was like, wait a minute, I could take that slow year again today. I could, it could slow down just a little bit because time seems to go faster as you're older. I don't know what it is. Right? 
So I always take it as a time to reflect and begin to think and begin to uh, uh, ponder and begin to examine my life and begin to look at myself and look at everything I've done and look at everything that I said that I wanted to do and really look at everything that I actually did. And I begin to look at my life inside and out. And I was tripping out on it. And I begin to think about it. I go, you know what? When I begin to do this and when I be look, like, begin to look at life like this, it's kind of like an amusement park. Does anybody here like amusement parks? Anybody here like Disneyland, right? You got your Disneyland people. Then you got your Six Flags people that don't want to see, right? You don't really want to see Mickey, but you want to get your thrill on. You want to get your heart pumping, and you want to go down that roller coaster at 200 miles an hour. Man, I remember the first time I went to a big amusement park, I went with a friend's family, and I went with this. I was I was with his, his little cousin. She was 12, and I was like, all right, because I was afraid of a, of a roller coaster. So I was like, oh, cool. They put me with the little 12-year-old girl. This girl was crazy. She wanted to go on every ride. And I had to pretend I was tough, too, because you can't be with a 12-year-old girl and, and act like you're scared. <laughs> right? You know, it's like an amusement park. You know, if you ever go to the amusement park, you got a couple different kind of people. You got the kind of people that just shoot from the hip. You go, you go on what you go on, you see what you see, and at the end of the day, it is what it was, right? And then you got your planners. I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, you go to Disneyland, you got the people that plan everything. You got your map, and you got your arrows, and you're going to go through Toontown and to Never Never Land and Tomorrowland and every other land that there is, and you're going to see all the prints. I don't know what, but they got their plan, Right? But it doesn't matter whether you're a person that either shot from the hip or that you planned. At the very end, you always think of something that you forgot to see. Something that you forgot to do. Something that you forgot to think of. Something that you wanted to, but at the end you just didn't have enough time. Right? And at the, at the end of the day, when we're leaving the amusement park, we say something like, well, next year or next time. Right? See, life is the same. Life is the same sometimes like that amusement park. It's at the end of the year, whether you went about your life not even thinking about it, or whether you planned, or you tried to at least plan everything that you really wanted to do, everything that you really wanted to accomplish, things about yourself that you wanted to change, things about yourself or just goals that you wanted to achieve. And at the very end of the year, you realize that there's just not enough time to do everything that you thought you wanted to do, right? And at the end of every year, we come back to the same conclusion. Well, next time or next year, you know? And that's why tonight I wanted to minister on on the topic is how are we ending our year? You know, because we're coming to the month of December. It's the last year of the month, last year of the month. Sorry, I'm dyslexic. It's the last month of the year. For those of you guys that didn't catch it, it's the last month of the year, not the last year of the month. Right? And we come to a place where we think of so many things that we wanted to do. At the beginning of 2015, I mean, does anybody here make New Year's resolutions? I don't even make them anymore. It's just, I mean, they're, they're fun to think of for the first day, but after a week goes by, resolutions that are out the window. Right, but in 2015, a lot of us were really excited about something about the new year. A lot of us were really excited about something about the new year. And we come now to December where we're at now, today, right here, sitting in church. And there are some things that we didn't get to do. There are some things that we missed. 
there are some things that we forgot about. There are some things that, 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 uh, that we really desired that now at the end of the year we're thinking, wow, I completely didn't do a lot of the things that I wanted to do. I completely forgot about some things that were so important at the beginning of the year that now at the end of the year, now I'm barely remembering that I really wanted to do that. Does anybody have any of those things, right? Some of us have, okay, a couple of us, it's all good. Maybe some of you guys got to think a little bit. But some of us here have some of those type of things in our life. Where at the beginning of the year, we were so motivated, so driven, and so uh, enthusiastic about wanting to change or wanting to accomplish. You know, whether you come from a life of struggle or you're getting out of a life of struggle, or whether you're a place, uh, a good place in your life, it doesn't matter. All of us want to be better. All of us want to do good. All of us want something to change. All of us have a desire. All of us have an expectation. All of us have something that we look forward to at the beginning of every year, you know? And see, I'm sharing with you a little bit about myself, a little bit about something that I do. You know, because I think it's important that we reflect and we examine ourselves. Can I get an amen? I think that it's important that we reflect and that we examine ourselves as individuals. And it seems to happen when the year comes to an end. And that's why I wanted to bring it up today because it's December. The month is slowly coming to an end. Every next service is a service closer to the new year. Every service is a new uh, is a service closer to our Christmas service. And it's a service closer to our New Year service. And then slowly comes in the New Year. And with every New Year comes with that same excitement again. In 2016, we're going to be just as excited about something new and something different as we were excited in 2015. Right? And just the same way we were excited about it in 2014. And, you know, sometimes I go back and I look at my life. See, I've been serving the Lord for about 10 years. And it seems like it went by so fast. It seems like it went by so fast. These last 10 years have gone by so fast. And when I look at my life before getting saved or before uh, coming to to faith and coming to Jesus Christ, it seems like I wasted so much time doing nothing. It seems like I wasted so much time doing nothing and going nowhere very fast. And then I begin to examine my life in Christ and I see and I see that I even get to a place almost identical while I'm in Christ. That I've, I've went through so much time and really I've got not nearly as, as far as I wish I would have. The place that I ended up wasn't exactly what I pictured it would be at the beginning of 2015. Saved, sanctified, full of the fire of the Holy Ghost, amen, loving God. Coming to church, faithful, serving, still find myself that I still didn't end up in the same place. Amen. See, because with this year ending marks the beginning of the new year starting. As this year comes to an end, the new year begins uh, to start. You know, and, and, I'm, and I'm telling you guys tonight, like the title of this message, how are we going to end this year? How are we going to end 2015 to properly introduce us to 2016? 
What kind of things have we been thinking about as this year comes to an end that we know that we put ourselves in a position to introduce 2016 with something fresh? Because every year should be better than the next. It should be. The ideal thing is that next year would be 10,000 times better than this year was. The, the idea is that next year, I, you, uh, young man, young woman, husband, wife, family, man of God, woman of God, the idea is, is that next year, you're so much better you than you were last year. That next year, I'm a completely different person that, that I should even surprise myself. It's amazing when you surprise yourself. Right? But it kind of feels bad when it surprises you that you did the opposite, that I'm somehow still in the same place, right? And the thing that I don't want, and I think that I can get a witness, can I get a witness? The thing that I really don't want is for next year to look exactly like this year, right? The thing that I don't want really is for next year to end up looking exactly like this year. That would be bad if next year ended up looking exactly like this year. You know, then it begins to make me think, like I was saying, I think, what what happened? What happened that this year ended up being like exactly like last year? Why did 2015 look almost identical to 2014? And what is it going to take for me that 2016 doesn't look the same as this year? How many of you guys know that next year should be better? Amen? Next year should be better. Come on, I got to get a clap offering that one. Next year should be better. Amen? Next year should be better. Next year, I should go further. Next year, you should go further. Next year, you should go so much further than you did this year. If 2014 was bad, in 2015, you made a turnaround, then in 2016, you should go twice as far. Then in 2016, I should be wiser. Not Budweiser, but wiser, wiser. God wiser. Right? I should be wiser. I should be wiser next year than I was this year. I shouldn't do the same foolish things and the same mistakes that I made this year, next year. Right? They say that that's the the definition of of insanity is to do the same thing and somehow expect a different result. And see, sometimes we go about our years doing the same thing and expecting things to be different at the end of the year. January, we have these these awesome expectations and these resolutions and this new desire and this brand new heart. But in the middle of it, uh, come uh, February all the way through, we we did the same thing as we did in 2014. And at the end of 2015, I reflect on my life and see that a lot of the things stayed the same. A lot of the things stayed the same. The things that at the beginning of the year, I said I wanted to be different. Right? I should be, I should be less dumb and more smart. <laughs> 2016, the year of less dumb and more smart. I did a lot of dumb things. And next year, I need to be smarter. I need to be smarter, amen? We should be smarter. We should not do the same dumb things in 2016 that we did in 2015. Right? Next year I should have more faith. Man, more faith. 
more faith. I should be more on fire for God. I should have a deeper passion for ministry. I should have a deeper passion for God. I should have a deeper passion for everything that has to do with God and the kingdom of God and the work of God. Right? Everything should be better. My relationships should be better. You know, relationships are such an important thing because we're always surrounded with people. With people. We're around people all the time. My relationship should be better with God. Next year, can I get an amen? Next year, my relationship with God should be better. My relationship with my wife. My relationship with ministry. My relationships should just be so much better next year than this year. Amen? You know, when when we begin to think about things should be better, it kind of makes you think that somehow things weren't good. You know, but in reality, things are good. You know, I said it last time I did a service. I said most of the time things are are good. It's only the tough parts that are a small percentage. But somehow those small parts in our life end up making the biggest difference. Because most of the time life is good. Happy most of the time. I I hardly have anything to complain about most of the time. But it's one of those times that they get rough. Those small times end up making the biggest difference in my life. See, this year we didn't lack the opportunity to be better. This year in 2015, we didn't lack the opportunity to be better. We had every opportunity to be better. I had every opportunity to be more, faith, be, be more full of faith. I had every opportunity to be wiser. I did some dumb things. I had every opportunity to have great relationships. I had every opportunity. See, this year we didn't lack the opportunity. We had every opportunity to be. You had every opportunity. We had every opportunity to be. To be a great woman of God. To be a great man of God. To be faithful. To be wiser. How many of you guys had a situation where you know you could have been wiser, but you still did something dumb? Oh, thank God for honesty. Come on, the Bible says the truth shall set us free. See? We didn't lack the opportunity. We could think of situations where we could have been wise, but we did some dumb things. I could think of situations where I could have been better than I wanted to be. Not what everybody expected me to be, but what I wanted to be. I wanted to be better. Does anybody here here want to be better for themselves beyond what people expect for you? Right? It's okay that people expect things from you. Why do people expect things from you? Because they love you. But also within ourselves, we want to be better for ourselves. See, we had every opportunity. The problem is, is that we get distracted. We get distracted by life and by everything that life brings. That we don't notice how much we missed till the year is coming to an end. You don't notice how much you've missed till the year is coming to an end. You don't notice how much you didn't see of Disneyland till it's time to go home. You see the fireworks and you're like, oh, dang, I want to go try to get another turkey leg. Well, that's where, that's Knott's Berry Farm, right? And you can't get the turkey leg because it's too late. It closed already. The fireworks are gone. The princesses are home. And that's it. The, the castle's closed. No turkey leg. Right? Too late. See, we get distracted by things that even in life we don't realize how much we've missed Till things are coming to an end. Right? We don't realize how much 
we've actually missed about the things that we wanted, about the things that we said, the things that we desired until the year is coming to an end. Now we realize and we reflect and we're like, wow, so much time went by. I didn't get a chance to do all the things that I wanted to do. See, the best thing that we can do is to begin to to adjust ourselves now before the new year begins. Right? The best thing that we could do is begin to adjust ourselves now before the new year begins. It would make no sense for the new year to already begin. The new year's in motion when we're barely thinking about what we're going to do. You already missed the train. You're already late. You're already behind. The new year already started. See, the best thing that we can do is begin to adjust ourselves now before the new year begins. And that takes this. It takes to examine ourselves. Someone say, examine ourselves. Examine ourselves. And turn your Bibles to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter number 13, and in verse number 5. 2 Corinthians, chapter 13, verse number 5. And the word of God says this, it says, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own self. Don't you know that you are not of yourselves, how that Jesus is in you, unless you fail the test, unless you fail the exam. See, what Paul is is, is talking about in this verse He's talking about seeking approval. That's what this verse is about. When you look at the verses before and you continue on, the, the, the context of it is, is Paul is talking about seeking approval. And he said that, you know what? He says, before you seek anybody's approval and before you want to be approved, he says, first test yourself. Examine yourself and see what's inside of you. He says, prove yourself. Let me ask you this. <laughs> How do, you, how do you fail your own test that was made by you? <laughs> how do you fail your own test that was made by you? Paul's saying, examine yourself. He didn't say, let me examine you and see if you fail. He said, you examine yourself. Improve yourself. Right? And then he says, see if you fail. I'm talking about this year. See, how many of you guys have ever said or claimed something to yourself? You know what? This year, I'm going to be better. You know what? This year, I'm not going to act like that. You know what? I ruined so many things last year by the things that I say that this year, I'm not even going to say those kind of things. I'm going to be different. I'm going to be good. They're going to see that this year, I'm a changed man. Nobody asked you to say those things. You said those things, right? You said those things. Right? So Paul the Apostle is saying, test yourself. And at the end of it, we really fail what? Our own test. See, Paul the Apostle is saying, test yourself. And he's saying, see if you failed. You know, it's a true saying. When I heard someone say, and I, and I thought about it, and I go, it's true. It says that I can't trust someone that's never failed. That you can't trust somebody that's never failed. Why? Because when somebody's never failed, you don't know what they're going to do when they do fail. 
you have no idea what they're going to do when they fail. You know, I'm not sure if you guys keep up on the MMA or anything, but if you guys know that that, that uh, Ronda Rousey, right? She got beat up just a few weeks ago by the preacher's daughter. Boop, boop, right? Well, anyways, she got beat up by this girl, and she's never failed. In her whole career, she's never lost. She's never failed. She's never experienced failure. That when they did an interview on her, she said that she's going to take the rematch, but if she loses the rematch... She's quitting everything. She's never going to fight again. She's never going to do another movie. She's not going to do anything. She's fully going to quit. And I was thinking about, wow, why? She's never failed before. That when she finally failed, it hit her so hard that she couldn't take it. Right? See, examining yourself and seeing your failures. And seeing where you came short. And seeing where your flaws were. Right? Because the worst thing that a person could be is to be wrong or have something wrong with them. And they don't see it themselves. Right? But when you're wrong and you see it yourself, it puts you in a position to adjust those things that are wrong. And become better. And become a better you. Amen. See, examining yourself and seeing your failures helps you position yourself for success. Seeing where you fell short helps you position yourself for success. See, it's okay to make mistakes. It's even okay to make new mistakes. But if you're making the same mistake over and over, shame on you. (laughs) Right? It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to even make new mistakes. But if you're making the same mistake over and over, then shame on you. Right? Even Paul says in the book of Philippians, chapter number 3 and verse number 12, and if you could turn there with me. Philippians, chapter 3, verse number 12. And the word of God says this. Not though I have already attained either I were already perfect yet I follow after if that I may apprehend that which is also apprehended me Jesus Christ brethren I count not myself as apprehended it says but one thing that I do do is forget those things that are behind me And I reach unto those things that are before me. I reach to those things that are ahead. Verse 14, it says, I press forward towards the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. Paul the Apostle saying, I'm not talking as if I'm perfect. I'm not coming at you as though I got it all together. I'm not coming at you and talking to you as a person that's never failed. He says, but I do do one thing. The things that I have failed, the places where I have come short, the things that I did not achieve. He says, those things I put behind me and I begin to strive forward towards the things that are ahead of me. Oh, come on. I know somebody heard that. Because it's important to know. It's important to know that, 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 that even though we look at 2014 or 15 and we see the things that we didn't accomplish and the things that we failed or have come short. Paul the Apostle, Paul the Apostle, 
himself is saying, I can't even talk as though I'm perfect. He's saying, but I have learned one thing. I do know one thing, that those things that I failed at, the things that I didn't accomplish, I put those things behind me. See, how are you ending this year? How are you ending this year? Are those things that didn't happen, are they behind you or are they in front of you? Because if they're in front of you, they'll always stop you from entering 2016 position to succeed. See, I can't move forward with this pulpit in front of me. But when it's behind me, I'm free to go wherever I need to go. I'm free to go wherever I need to go. You know, and I wanted to bring that up this year because I wanted to bring that up today is how are we ending the year? How are we ending this year? Because how you end this year is going to determine how you begin next year. The things that you acknowledge and examine about yourself and you become truthful because Paul said you examine yourself, test yourself. He goes, look within yourself. And when you see everything with yourself, did you you pass the test? And when we can look at ourselves like that, with that kind of honesty, I can say no. But because I know how to say that I didn't, it positions me at a place where I could be successful next year. Right? Have you guys heard that illustration where there's a guy walks down the same street every day and he keeps falling into the same hole? Right? Falls into the same hole over and over. Right? And the, and the, and the sum of the story is that he's going to continue to fall into that same hole until he takes another street. Until he takes another street. See, what will you change about next year? What will you change about next year? You know, we spend more time thinking of how we could have changed the past. Instead of taking that time to think of how we could change tomorrow. How we could change our future. How we could change next year. There's very, actually let me take that back. There's nothing that you could do about the time that's already passed this year. But there's something that you could do about the time that will come next year. Can I get an amen? See, with this year ending, how will you end this year? How will you make sure to begin the next year right? How are you going to end this year to ensure that you could begin the next year right? You know, because, you know, I get excited about it when I talk about it. But for real, next year, I really do want to be better. You know, I'll come up here and I'm preaching. But, you know, truly, when I'm talking to you as a brother next year, I want to be better. I don't want to make the same mistakes. I want to be different. I want to be awesome. I want to be on fire for God. The things that slowed me down last year and this year, I have to be in a place where I refuse to let those things slow me down and stop me from obtaining everything that God has for me. What did Paul say? I reach forward to the high calling, to the prize that is in what? Jesus Christ. God has amazing things for us. But if we continue to let those things stop us and we don't come to a place where like Paul says, I put those things behind me. And I have to, I have to reach forward towards the things that are in front of me. And I have to end this year properly that I could be set up in a place where I could be successful and I could enter into 2016 with nothing in my way, everything behind me and nothing in front of me but the prize and the high calling in Jesus Christ. 
and as you examine yourself and your own life, you know, some of us can already think of one, two, three, a handful of things that we can get rid of this year, right now, today. That those very things that stopped us last year, the year before, and the year before that, don't stop you next year. Because if we don't deal with those things, not, they will. They will stop you again. You know? When I say that I examine my life and I look at all the time I've wasted before I, I was saved. And I look at the time that I've wasted even sometimes when I'm saved, while, while I was saved. I'm thinking like, wow, what's going on? Is because sometimes we don't put those things in the past, you know, and, and as we begin to close this service, some of us already know, we could already think of a few things that need to go. I can't afford, I can't afford knowing that there's this great thing for me. By God, a prize, a high calling. I can't afford knowing that there's this great thing for me and allow the same petty, small, insignificant, worthless things get in my way again. Right? Imagine those things that stop us. Like when we think about those things or, you know, everybody has their own things. It's like, my goodness, how do I let something like that that is so bad stop me and prevent me from obtaining something that is so good? It's, it's mind-blowing. But we find ourselves there. We have to come to that place like Paul the Apostle where he says, man, I have to, I have to, I have to get those things and put them behind me. And I have to strive. You know what the word strive means? It, 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 it shows an effort. An effort. An effort to, 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 to obtain and to reach for those things that are ahead of you. Some things don't happen on their own. We would wish that things would just happen on their own. But because we have good intentions and a heart that wants to do right, that things are just going to change. No, we have to strive. You have to make an effort out of your own self to not want 2016 to be like 2015 and begin to strive and reach for the things that God has for you. God has amazing things. And that's an awesome revelation that Paul the Apostle says. Imagine when someone tries to, the worst thing to hear is to try to hear something from somebody that doesn't know what you're going through. Right? I used to hate that when I used to get in trouble and I used to have to go to a counselor and who knows where they went to school. They don't understand me. Right? But Paul the Apostle saying, he goes, man, I'm not even coming at you like if I'm perfect. He says, I know what it's like. That's why I have to put those things behind me and strive and make an effort and make those things such a high level of importance that I strive for the things that are ahead. You know, as we all stand here tonight, you know, I mentioned really briefly, some of us can think of of, of a few things that have to stop. They have to stop desperately before the new year begins. God forbid that we enter the new year with these same old things. What can we expect? Right? You got to be crazy to expect something different and do the same thing. You know, tonight I want to open up these altars because... 
before the new year begins, some of us need to lay some things down at the altar. The reason why we need to lay them down at the altar, see, there's a difference between feeling bad and just simply not wanting to do something anymore that is not beneficial to you. But when we approach things like that, we carry things that you have no business carrying. They don't belong to you. Right? Those are some things. There's some things that we have to give to God. There's some things that we have to lay down at the altar. There's some things that even we have to repent from. another year I don't see myself doing this another day but yet we hold it and we don't let go of it here at the altar and we don't let go of it before God and we enter into a new year with something that was supposed to be left back there that, should have, that, that belonged back there that should have been left back there and with every head bowed and every eye closed I want everybody just to think for a second and just begin to examine yourself. We want to be better. We want to be better for God. We want to have faith. We want to be wise. We want to have great relationships. We want to be happy. We want to be great. There's so many people that depend on us. If you're married, if you have kids, if you have siblings, if you're an older brother, a dad, if you're a mom, if you're a husband, if you're a wife, and there's some things that we have to lay down at the altar that we can't bring into the new year and expect something different. Some of us don't have to dig deep, some of us have to dig deep. And we have to get these things and bring them to the altar. Like Paul says, you know what, I know I'm not perfect and I'm leaving these things here at the altar. I'm turning around so they're behind me and I'm walking forward and I'm walking forward towards the prize because God has things for me and the higher calling in Jesus Christ. When we look at our first verse, it says, examine yourself, see if you failed the test. And when you look at the next verse, it says, but if you realize, like the scripture says, you didn't fail why? Because Christ is in you. You didn't fail anything if you continue striving for what's ahead. And I want to open up these altars tonight for everybody to come and just lay something down. Lay a burden down. Lay a care down. Lay a trouble down. Lay a sin down. Lay a headache down. Lay something that's so heavy upon you every time that you see your failure and leave it at the altar. Something down that you see. Be-